This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody. It is another Sunday edition of the bullpen with Adam the Bull as we recap every Sunday game in the National Football League except the Sunday Nighter, which we'll talk about on Monday. It is October. The weather's starting to cool off around the country, although we still got a another hot week in Ohio coming up before the weather uh, cools down. Neither Ohio football team was very hot. They both got clobbered today, uh, but a lot of interesting games to talk about. Some teams bouncing back from bad losses. Some teams uh, faltering after quality wins. Uh, I will tell you what happened in the picks and all of that coming up on this edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. By the way, I'm sure you all follow our weekly picks, and I I got screwed in the weekly picks. I still I still finished. I believe tied with Mike Francesa for the best week at three and two, but we picked the pick games on Thursday. And of course, Friday morning, I hear that Sean Watson's not going to play. So I wanted to flip my pick, but I didn't tell anybody like an idiot. Anyway, who the hell would have picked the Browns minus three without the Sean Watson. But even with that bonehead move, I still won three of the other four games, including the only person on the board that had the stinking Bears, although they barely caught. I'm sorry. I wasn't the only one that had the Bears. I was the only one that had the Texans. And I said on Friday that I predicted that all the other guys that make the picks, none of them would have the Texans. I was right. I was the only one that had the Texans. I had them winning the game outright, which they did. The Steelers are a fraud. The AFC North looks very overrated right now. Anyway, let's start there. Let, let, let's talk about all the AFC North teams because three of the four looked terrible today. The only one that looked good, the te- the um, the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Browns 28-3. On Friday, it looked like Deshaun Watson wouldn't play. It became official this morning, and the Browns uh, looked like they had no chance. They went with backup Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and this is why I tell people all the time that preseason means nothing. People get excited over these quarterbacks that put up big numbers in the preseason. Now, I'm not writing off Dorian Thompson-Robinson for his whole career, but I think I find it awfully ironic that on Friday when uh, on, on my TV show, when we learned of the news of Deshaun Watson, I said, hey, if, if Watson doesn't play, I'm obviously changing my pick and picking the Ravens. And all my colleagues there said, no, no difference. I'm still picking the Browns. They were all nuts. We've clearly seen that. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was hideous. Uh, I don't think he made one good throw the entire game. It was absolutely awful. He was terrible. Uh, fans are complaining, and me, and my fellow uh, colleagues are complaining about play calling. That's absurd. Every time the Browns lose, we hear whining and crying about play calling. The Browns didn't lose because of play calling. They lost because of their quarterback. Now, I'm not killing him. He's a rookie and a fifth-round pick that got thrown into action this week. 
uh, against a pretty good team in Baltimore. I, I, you know, what are you going to do? I didn't have any many expectations. That's why once I knew he was probably starting, I expected the Browns to lose the game. Uh, the defense wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. What chance did they have? The offense couldn't move the ball. When the offense can't move the ball, it puts too much pressure on the defense. And the Browns defense that has been great was mediocre, and they lost 28-3. to They were never really in the game. They couldn't move the ball at all. They couldn't run. They couldn't pass. They were terrible. And the Browns dropped 2-2. Two and two. They're tied with the Steelers at 2-2 two and two for second in the AFC North. Obviously, the, the Ravens are in good shape right now. They're 3-1, and one, and they're 2-0 and oh in the division, wins over the Bengals and the Browns. Speaking of those Bengals, they got their first win last week. They got destroyed by the Tennessee Titans this week, 27-3. Now, this is a weird game. First quarter, Bengals get it first. They march right down the field. They go 70 yards, okay, and it looks like it's going to be a big day for the offense. Easy drive at first downs, chunk plays. They have a third and goal at the six-yard line, and they run the ball. And I'm like, well, if they run the ball on a third and goal to six, They've got to be going for it on fourth down. Well, no, they didn't. Well, why would you run the ball on third and goal at the six? The odds of a six-yard touchdown run are slim. So why would you run it if you're going to kick a field goal? doesn't make any sense. But Zach Taylor is lucky that he's got Joe Burrow because Zach Taylor is not a very good coach. He's not a good play caller. He has avoided being fired because the Bengals don't fire people and because Joe Burrow carried him to a Super Bowl and the rest of the team. The Bengals have been good at getting talent. Their coach is not very good. They win in spite of him, and he showed it again uh, with, with this bonehead move early. But after that drive, it was all Titans, 27 unanswered points. Uh, Derrick Henry, who did nothing last week against the Browns, had a huge game, 22 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Bengals are 1-3, and three, and if Joe Burrow was healthy and playing well, I'd say no big deal. They'll make a run. The way he's playing right now, they got no shot. The Bengals are in big trouble. They are... I don't think they're going to – if you ask me right now, I don't think the Bengals are going to the playoffs. And finally, from the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not going to the playoffs either. They fall to 2-2, two and two, getting boat raced. Uh, third straight game, we're talking about a boat race. 30-6 to six Houston. The Steelers never really in this game. They had one chance in the third quarter. They were down 16-3 at the time, had the ball inside the 10, uh, had to settle for a field goal instead of a touchdown. They scored a touchdown there. Maybe it's a new game. They're within one score. The Texans put it away with two fourth-quarter touchdowns. C.J. Stroud has been magnificent, leading the Texans to a 2-2 two and two start. He was 16-30, 306 yards, and two touchdowns. He had another 16 yards on the ground. Uh, and finally, uh, Damian Pierce had a good game in this one. And uh, unbelievable job by the Texans. Stroud, most passing yards by a rookie quarterback in his first four games in the history of football. And graduate, maybe he's finally the first good Buckeye quarterback. Uh, Justin Fields played pretty well today, but they still lost. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Justin Fields isn't any good. Neither is Kenny Pickett, who threw one pick and then got knocked out of the game for the great Mitch Trubisky. He's bad, too. And the Steelers are in some trouble. They lose 30-6. to six. Before we move away from the AFC North, let me tell you, that you can get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. There you go. Great chance to win with Bet Rivers. All right, let's talk about some of the other games. The game that ended earliest today. Over in England, the Jaguars all over the Falcons 23 7. Trevor Lawrence had a pretty good game, over 200 yards and a touchdown. 
was effective on the ground. Bijan Robinson, very impressive game for Atlanta, but not not enough. They can't score because they can't. You can't win without a quarterback. The, the Falcons have very interesting skill position players, a good, pretty good defense. Their quarterback's garbage, and so they can't win. And they will continue to lose games because they don't have a quarterback. The Bills have a quarterback, and he was crushed week one by the Jets. The Jets beat the Bills, and that's because Josh Allen threw about 82 uh, interceptions. Since then, he's gotten better and better each week, capping it off with a beatdown of the Dolphins, who scored 70 last week. It was a close game early, 14-14 in the second quarter early. All Bills after that, they outscore him 34 to six the rest of the way. Uh, Josh Allen, 320 yards and four touchdowns via the air. Stephon Diggs had only six catches, but three were touchdowns, 120 yards. The only highlight um, for the Dolphins uh, was the rookie running back, Devin, I can't remember how to pronounce the name, Achan, Achan. Achan, I thought it was A-Chain. It's not, today they were calling him something else during the game. I can't keep up. You know who I'm talking about. He had 100 yards on just eight carries. You may want to give him the ball more than eight times if he's going to have 100 yards. But the Dolphins lose their first game of the year, and the Bills are back in first place in the AFC East at the quarter poll, 48-20 over the Dolphins. It looked like the Bears were going to get their first win of the year against the Broncos, who were looking for their first win of the year. Remember, the Bears got trampled last week by the Chiefs, and the Broncos gave up the 70 to the Dolphins. The Bears were up 21-7 at halftime, and they come back. Uh, they score the first touchdown in the third quarter to go up 28-7. All Broncos after that, 28 point, uh, 24 points in a row, including the, the field goal late to win it, and the Broncos 31-28 winners despite 335 yards, four touchdowns for Justin Fields. Khalil Herbert had 100 yards and 18 carries, and DJ Moore had a big game. with one of the best offensive games we've seen for the Bears in years, and they still find a way to lose. A pick late hurt. Russell Wilson threw three touchdowns, completed 75% of his passes, and a guy I never heard of. Uh, remember, Javante Williams gets hurt in this game early. A guy named Jaleel McLaughlin, no idea. He's a rookie. I never heard of him. He went to Youngstown State right here in Ohio, which is a 1AA school or what, what FCS, uh, and he got an opportunity, and he made the most of it. McLaughlin, seven carries for 72 yards, and he had three catches for 32 yards, including a touchdown. Uh, 20, so uh, impressive game for a guy who probably many people have never heard of before. And the Broncos get their first win instead of the Bears, 31-28. The Rams had a 20 to nothing lead at halftime. Actually, they were up 23 to nothing in the third quarter against the Colts. The Colts come storming back. They get a touchdown in the third quarter and a two-pointer. Two touchdowns in the fourth, including one two-point conversion. They tie it, go to overtime, but the Rams get a touchdown in overtime. Uh, of course, Puka Nakua, the story of the year. We have a rookie in C.J. Stroud, most uh, uh, passing yards through four games in the history of the NFL. Puka Nakua, most catches and most receiving yards through four games of an NFL career. He's been unbelievable. Nine for 163 and a touchdown, uh, including the game winner to make it 29-23. Uh, also, uh, Matt Stafford threw for over 300 yards in this game, and Kyron Williams, that's taking over for Cam Akers, has been phenomenal in this game. He had uh, 25 carries, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. I got to give credit where it's due. While things are going bad for my teams, the Bengals stink, the Browns stink, the Cubs choked away a playoff spot, and they got eliminated this weekend. The Guardians had their worst year in a decade. 
Meanwhile, my nemesis, Baker Mayfield, I'll give him his credit. I don't think he's that good, but he's played very well so far this season. He was awful last week against Philly. He bounced back this week against uh, against uh, New Orleans, and New Orleans defense has been really good until this game. Uh, Baker, slow start, but really picked it up final three quarters of this game. He's played well in three of four games so far. 246 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick without much of a running game, and with Mike Evans banged up, left the game early. Buccaneers dominate the Saints 26-9. They're in first in the NFC South and have won both their road games. Eagles blew a lead late. Commanders scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter to tie it, but the Eagles get a Jake Elliott field goal in overtime for 54 yards out to win it, 34-31. Jalen Hurts, 319 yards, two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift leading the way with a touchdown, and A.J. Brown at 175 yards and two touchdowns. And what a big shocker. He was drug tested after the game. We'll see what the results are. Vikings get their first win. Dropping the Panthers 0-4. Kirk Cousins was picked off twice in this game, including in the first quarter uh, interception that was returned 99 yards for a touchdown. But he played much better after that, hooking up with Justin Jefferson and Alexander Madison twice. And Alexander Madison had 95 yards on 17 carries as the Vikings get that first win 21-13 to over the Panthers. Let's keep it rolling. The 4 o'clock games, there were three of them, and... None of them were particularly close. If you look at the final score in this first game, the Raiders and the Chargers, uh, it looks close because the Raiders made a little comeback late, but really the Chargers dominated this game. Justin Herbert got banged up, had a splint on his hand, um, and, and but, they, but they managed to hold on against a Raider team that's just really bad. John Kelly, 17-65 on the ground. Herbert looked good early, but then he couldn't get anything going offensively in the second half with that splint. It's going to be an issue. Uh, something to look out for for the Chargers in the uh, upcoming weeks. But they do improve to 2-2, two and two, beating the Raiders 24-17. to 17. The rookie Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders making his NFL debut. Also a fourth-round pick. We talked about Darian Thompson-Robinson for the Browns, a fifth-round pick. Aiden O'Connell is a fourth-round pick, and uh, he did he did a you know, a decent job, 24-39, 238. He did throw a pick, but considering the circumstances, Devontae Adams in and out of the game, they're playing, you know, they're they're behind most of the way. He did all right for his first NFL start. The Cowboys bounce back from a embarrassing defeat to the Cardinals last week, and they pummel the New England Patriots. The Patriots are a fraud. Mac Jones is is uh I was going to say he's the worst quarterback in football. He's part of the – but he, I guess he's not as bad as Zach Wilson. He's not as bad as Desmond Ritter, I guess. But he's in that that class of awful quarterbacks. Bill Belichick proving to be a fraud. Can't win without Tom Brady. I'm kidding. He's not a fraud. But he's, he hasn't won without Tom Brady since. He's still a great coach, but he just doesn't have the horses. His skills as a GM have declined. There's no doubt about it. He has not been as good at picking players. They should take that power away from him. Uh, it might be, t- you know, and and it, it, I think, it, but I don't think they're ever going to do that because he's going to call it out on his own terms because that's what he's done. But their team's not very good. They're just not good. Overrated defense. They got very little on offense. Uh, you can't win with Mac Jones. And they, I don't know what they're going to do with quarterback, but they don't have the answer. Cowboys look great. They've played great in three of their four games. Didn't run much. Dak Prescott had a big game, was very efficient in this one. And, and the Cowboys, it was never a game. 38-3, to Dallas wins easily. And finally, the team that really looks like the best team in football, the San Francisco 49ers, 
They defeat the Cardinals 35-16. Cardinals made it a game. Josh Dobbs getting a couple of touchdowns late in the first half, early third quarter to make it 21-17, 21-16. But the uh, Niners pull away with two fourth quarter touchdowns and in the end win it easily, cover the 14-point spread, improve to 4-0 and along with Philadelphia, 35-16 the final. How about, you want to talk about efficiency? Brock Purdy was 20 of 21 throwing the ball, 20 of 21 for 283 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, 20 carries, 106 yards and three touchdowns, and then through the air, seven catches, 71 yards and a touchdown. They won 35-16 despite getting essentially nothing out of Debo Samuel. Debo didn't catch a single pass in this game. It was very weird. They didn't even target him in this game. Three rushes for six yards. That's it for Debo. Uh, Brandon Ayuk came back from injury at a 48, 148 yards on six catches, but it was the Christian McCaffrey, Brock Birdie show. Uh, McCaffrey's amazing. One of only six running backs to have 125 yards and a touchdown from scrimmage in the first four games of his career. Jim Brown did it. Um, I think Emmett Smith did it. Billy Sims did it. O.J. Simpson, I believe, did it. Uh, McCaffrey's amazing. He's the best back in football. There's not even a debate. He's the best back in football. There's no conversation. There's no argument for anyone else. And on this team, right? Listen, Brock Purdy's not lost the game that he started and finished. Not one. Not one game last year, not in the playoffs, and not this year so far. Every game that he started and finished, he's won. That's crazy. He's good. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care what anybody says. I watch him play all the time. I'm always watching the Niners because I got Brock Purdy on a couple of fantasy teams and I got Christian McCaffrey on my biggest fantasy team. And so I watch the Niners a lot at four o'clock. I've seen most of their games. I've seen every one of their games this year. Obviously, I'm watching almost all the, well, really all the games, at least a little bit. But uh, Brock Purdy's legit. He's He's not a superstar, but they don't need him to be. He's good. He's He's going to slot in in that, you know, eighth to, to 13th best quarterback in the league, and that's good enough with the talent they have because they have the best, one of the best defenses in football. They have the best running back. They have great wide receivers. They have George Kittle, and he hasn't even done much yet. They got a great offensive line. They they got the best fullback. I mean, what do, what do you need? The, they're unbelievable. They stay healthy. Uh, along with the Chiefs and the Bills, the same four teams, Philadelphia, Look like the four best teams again. It's early, uh, and the Chiefs probably just run rough shot over the Jets tomorrow, All right, or, or tonight, I should say. All right, um, thank you, everybody, for joining me as always. Tomorrow we'll go more in-depth in what happened in the Browns' bad loss to the Ravens as they get ready to get on their bye. Uh, thanks to Max. Thanks to Monzo for producing. Thanks to all of you for listening and watching. I'll be back as always tomorrow. Where else but right here? In the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.